With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pat, you're aware we got another uh, gender reveal problem here. Joe, this is not just people having fun, mm-hmm. right? These are idiots. Too evil. No, this is domestic terrorism. This it is. is. What this it is. is. This, is <laughs> this should be classified as domestic terrorism and uh, be investigated by Homeland Security. They burned down uh, 7,000 7, acres. acres of California uh, wilderness, uh, which, by the way, is is been a little a little bit of a tinderbox lately. If they right. might have noticed this, that perhaps uh, they shouldn't be blowing up explosive devices to reveal whether it's a boy or a girl. I can't stand it. I can't I, stand it. I, I love the uh, headline I saw yesterday. Family, uh, family, uh, gender revealed family might owe millions. Right. I yeah. hope they do. So if you're of the brain power. To use an explosive device to uh, reveal whether it's a boy or a girl, what do you think the odds are that you got a bank account that will allow you to uh, come up with several million to make up for the uh, I'm destruction not that you have caused? Yeah, 7,000 acres. Write me a check. But uh, it is now uh, obviously obvious to the nation that more... Uh, acreage has been burned in the name of gender reveal than in the name of uh, domestic, uh, you know, of uh, of, of uh, violence in the cities. Right, right, uh, right. since all this started in uh, in May, early June, we haven't burned down nearly this much acreage in, right. the, in the cities of America. I don't think. So I had to look up the seven, and I found an article: the seven times gender reveal parties went horribly <laughs> wrong. Okay. Well, it, this it one in- didn't kill grandma, though. Does, I don't think. Does this one include? Does this is this updated with this one this one was from 2019 oh really so we've had a year didn't we destroy most of arizona with one of us number one on here is the 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 poor woman in iowa that was killed Uh, yeah we we got grandma there with the pipe 50 like 52 years ago it's a pipe bomb number seven is the forty-seven thousand acre wildfire in tucson arizona all right when was that that was back in april of 2017 
17. Wow. That was number seven. So that is early in the gender reveal era, right? Might have been. They yeah. weren't. Yeah, they might have had not had enough infancy. evidence. Yeah. Yes. Uh, number six was from June of 2018, in which a Jersey man broke his ankle attempting to kick a football. <laughs> It was going to pop over? Right. It was going to show blue or pink or whatever oh, okay, when he kicked the okay. football. Well, a football, it's, even a rubber cheap football isn't going to explode right. because you kicked it, right. is it? Yeah. Well, I, maybe it's a, one of those Nerf soft ones where you know you could have cut <laughs> but it But he broke his ankle. But he broke his ankle. Did it? Did it? Did it Work? Did the thing blow up and reveal the baby? Or well, not? Uh, it, it says that it did explode with pink powder, but uh, his name was Charlie Ojeda. He went down hard, grabbing his ankle and screaming. <laughs> <laughs> it's a girl! <laughs> uh, number five is from the city of Philadelphia in July of 2018, in which a couple shot fireworks into the faces of friends and family. <laughs> Pink fireworks, yeah. by the way. Okay. You see pink or blue? Yeah. We used to shoot those uh, rockets Bar off rockets. at each other. The, the, uh, the little... Uh, yeah, they go... Yeah. Yeah. I can, uh, we used to I can add more. Okay, yeah. okay. I can okay. add more. Uh, Gina Carvanudis mm -hmm. uh, is credited with the inventor of the gender reveal party. For her, though, it was through a cake. We had a knife and we cut it all together and we all saw the pink icing at the same time. <laughs> Carvanutis said. That was in 2008, before really? Instagram or Pinterest even existed. Carvanutis says she likes cakes and wanted to celebrate her pregnancy with her family. Uh, I like to throw parties, she said. Uh, she's calling now for this to end uh, <laughs> because, because it's gotten out of hand. Today she sees uh, the video uh, that inadvertently started a wildfire that burned 40,000 hours. And then there was one with a pet alligator that started to eat somebody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the alligator one. Is that on your list there, No, but the, the last one, one I wanted to get to, because other ones were, you know, fire and acreage yeah, and stuff right. like that. But this one's my personal favorite. Uh, this was number two on this list, and this was from October of 2018. A gender reveal party at an Applebee's in Boardman, Ohio, turned violent when a manager asked the party to clean up after themselves. A manager told police a party of 25 planned to reveal the gender of the baby by shooting off pink and blue confetti poppers inside the restaurant. They were asked to move the celebration outside as to not disrupt other customers. They obliged, but when the manager asked them to clean up their mess, fists started flying. <laughs> Ooh. So alcohol might have been involved in the uh, gender. Well, the alligator one, Joe. Last time we discussed this, here two, I got three it right here. Ago, you had the alligator one, and I still couldn't figure out what that was supposed to accomplish. Gender reveal parties are a modern trend where expectant parents tell family and friends their baby's biological sex, often in creative ways involving pink and blue colors. However, the Klebert family's unique gender reveal video. <laughs> Involving the family's pet alligator and a watermelon has provoked worries online over safety and animal protection. In a uh -huh. Facebook video, which has been viewed 7 million times, Mike Klebert, who runs an alligator farm, is seen placing a watermelon into the mouth of Sally, a family pet in a crowd of people. Uh, when the animal snaps its jaws shut, the watermelon explodes to reveal blue jelly, signifying the baby will be a boy. 
The assembled group reacts with cheers of delight, and after the video went viral, many thousands of people congratulated the family on social media, and uh, that then, of course, the animal rights people thought it was hideous and cruel. Okay, okay. Yeah, didn't eat anybody, I guess. But the alligator did not uh, try to chop anybody's foot off. So. Uh, <laughs> well, at this point in the video, Kleber presses down on the creature's head to stop it from oh. moving towards a child. <laughs> The, the alligator Sally was heading for a kid. <laughs> and we still have the one from last year where the guy, the fan of who, the Titans? Who was he a fan of? I can't remember. Football. But he's in a football jersey. And remember, he throws the, like, one-and-a-half-year-old. Oh, yes. He throws down on a plank that's going to gonna trigger or something okay, yeah. to go up in the air but this yeah. baby's like a year and a half and he throws him on his face <laughs> girl, boy, funny, girl, i found another one in yep. april of 2018 a car whose exhaust had been rigged to spew blue smoke oh yes caught yeah. fire as yep. it did donuts in front of a, an expected <laughs> australian couple the driver bailed and the spectators fled in the incident that was caught on drone <laughs> video <laughs> Oh, my God. God. Okay, I got it. Before I forget. It's a boy. Before I forget, I got to tell you this story. Joe Driscoll is my favorite all-time town ball baseball player. He's um, He was originally from LeSueur, still lives in LeSueur. He's a house painter and has played in various locations. It has to be LeSueur. Huh? It can't be LeSueur. 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 French. I was trying to make it French. Well, Joe, that's just north of New Ulm. Yeah, that's right. New Ulm. Well, Joe, uh, and he's played at various locales. And uh, he's the guy, I, I told you this story, that uh, about 2017, I'm the only guy in the press box in Fort Myers on March 17th because the Twins aren't playing a home game. And I looked, I'm doing the radio show, and I look down and see I get a call from Joe Driscoll, and I answer it. And I, say, I figure maybe he's in town playing senior baseball or something because he does that. And he said, uh, Ricey. I said, yeah, Joe, are you here? And he said, no. He says, Obi and I, it was Buddy O'Brien, and I are driving around the gravel roads drinking beer, <laughs> you know, just like high schoolers, even though they're in their 50s right. at the time. And uh, he said, we just drove to Kilkenny, you know, a little yep. town out just there. Just west of Faribault. And Murphy's Bar, to go to Murphy's Bar on oh, St. Yeah. Patrick's Day in Kilkenny, and it's closed. And he said, Murphy's Bar, Kilkenny, closed on St. Patrick's Day. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> and I said, Joe, I'm as outraged as you, but I'm 1,750 miles away, so I don't know what the hell I'm going to do about it. But so... Anyway, what are you going to do yeah, about it? <laughs> so, I went, so I went to the game Saturday in Shakopee for the Class B tournament because Joe, who had a stroke a year ago, is, is coming back, and he drove himself to the game, and he was going to be there. And I wanted to see him. I hadn't seen him. And uh, we're sitting there down the right field line, properly socially distanced, oh, yes. of course, yes, in the yes. baseball games. And there was a, what, his presence caused five or six old town ballers to assemble down there and start telling Driscoll stories, oh. of which there are numerous most of them involving alcohol, but uh, but ninety nine percent. A great guy, a great athlete, by the way, at Lou Sewer yep. High School, and then Southwest State. He played three sports until that those dang old academics got in the way, and uh, I think he had a one year career. But anyway, they're telling me this story. 
Joe's got an old Grand Torino. Yep. And it's a, in, in kind of bad shape. It's in the late 90s. Grand and he's at, he's playing at Red Wing then, right? One of his, so he's, he drives over to nearby Meesville and he's at King's. He's going to oh, have yeah. breakfast at King's, this place right on Main yep. Street. And he's just having a cup of coffee and, you know, a couple of eggs. And some people come in and say, hey, there's this car out in the street just going around in circles. <laughs> you know, it's just going around going around that highway there, going around and around in circles. And Joe looks out and he says, that's mine. <laughs> so apparently this Torino was in such bad shape that he had a screwdriver for the stick shift. He, oh, my God. He had put a screwdriver in as the stick shift, and he had some clothes or luggage or something in the car and by its own inertia while he was in there it managed to he left the car running i said why'd you leave the car running and he said he said well i wasn't going to be in there that long and i didn't want to have to start it so (laughs) so on its own inertia this thing you know something tips over hits the screwdriver knocks it into, into drive or neutral or whatever it is and the thing starts luckily for him he's got a, the wheel turn and it, it just he, it's zero. going around in circles oh, on the main street of Meesville oh but his driver's side door doesn't open oh. he's got to go in the side and, and the legend is he's chasing the car around the street trying to get into the trying to get into the door so he can crawl over oh, oh, my oh my god and he uh, he sits there and he listens to all this and everybody's making fun of him and telling the story and he he Didn't said, deny any of it. He said, that happened. And I said, well, why in the hell? I mean, how did it start? He says, well, I left it running. I said, you know, he's, uh, he's oh. a beauty. He's the guy that uh, he, uh, when he turned 50, he, played his last, he was going to play his last games in town ball for Lesur. And I went down and wrote a column on him. And uh, I looked it up. And this gal, this sainted gal that lived with him for years, finally married him. And it was, it was one of his buddies that said, I said, so why'd you finally decide to marry him? And some guy, one of buddy of his behind me said, we charge wives a dollar for beer and we charge girlfriends a buck 50. She wanted to save the 50 cents. That's why she, that's why she married him. <laughs> but uh, he's uh, one of the best players in the history of uh, town team baseball and uh, and still a character. You, and uh, you know why it's nice him. to see him. You know why I love him, don't you? Why? So, Joe, we were uh, the fair. I spent my whole life, Pat, trying to keep Reavers from telling town ball baseball. <laughs> yes, right, right. 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 2014, the Faribault Lakers are making their first appearance in the state tournament since, I believe, 1990. Uh, Roycey and Judd make the trip down to watch us play, and we were down 8 nothing to the Green Isle yep. Irish. And Roycey, and Roycey goes, well, 
I think we're going to head out. Drisco, <laughs> Driscoll looked at him and said, there's a lot of ball game left. <laughs> yes, right. And we they, came back and won Lakers nine The Lakers came back and won, and uh, Joe said, uh, Joe called me and yep. told me, I hope you're I hope you're embarrassed here. You, yeah. you took off. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, I got to see Driscoll Saturday at oh. Shakopee, and they, they, got a, they got the state baseball tournament played, so congratulations. After all the drama of earlier this summer. And you're right, there's never any better bull-slinging sessions than mm-hmm. there are at town ball games. That's right. Oh. Pat, how come the Twins have a doubleheader today followed by two days off? I can explain this. All right. Uh, the Cardinals, you know, missed, what, 10 days of games because of uh, many, many yeah. uh, of, uh, positive virus tests, maybe two weeks. So they're trying to play the 60-game schedule. Mm-hmm. And uh, as they looked ahead... The Cardinals had a long stretch of games without a day off. Mm-hmm. So they were they called the Twins and they including Thursday they were scheduled to play Thursday. They're scheduled to play two games against the Twins and then keep playing Thursday. And they called the Twins and I guess they got Major League Baseball's approval and said, "How about playing a doubleheader on Tuesday, two seven-inning games so we can have a day off on Wednesday?" And with no fans, the uh, you know the, there was no problem there, and the Twins went along with it. So okay. that's why they're playing two today, and then they get two days off. So okay, I don't okay. know what's the weather forecast in St. Louis. Are we going to have sunshine and play two and get St. going? They're starting at the yeah. mid afternoon here today. So at yeah, two fifteen. Joe, there was a game after your own heart here when the Twins played the doubleheader on uh, Friday. 145. 145, the first game. I was complaining I didn't get my money's worth. No, Let's, it was amazing. Yeah. Let's go. Couldn't even, if they were selling beer, they wouldn't have, They wouldn't even got to the second if round If they had yet. played nine, though, would it have been about 215? What do you think? Don't know. Don't know. Is Romo's beard one of those fake costume beards? <laughs> no, that's, it does look like it, doesn't it? Yeah, like I, he got it at a magic store. I believe <laughs> I believe he has no intention of sh- of uh, doing anything with it during this uh, pandemic-caused season because he last year had a modest scraggly one, right? Yeah. yeah. But this thing, he hasn't cut it and Boy, with, has no intention to. It with, really does look dangerous, doesn't yeah, he? Without, it really does. Without fans, um, you catch a lot of what uh, he's saying in the ball field as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Romo, he likes to trash talk a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he does. What time are the Twins playing? It, but if you, I think, I think 2.10. 210. If, you 210. Were in, uh, if you were in Columbia in the 1970s, though, and saw this fellow walking down the street, you might go over and walk down the other side of the street. Oh, right, think? right. Yeah, you're thinking cartel. You think he might have had, <laughs> you think he might have been there for a task, I don't right. know, you know. Yes, and a nefarious one yes, at that. that's right. He is a character, there's uh, no doubt about that, but... Uh, how good is Pineda after the comeback? Oh, he Ooh. looks pretty good. You know what? And I think he kept up his nourishment, too. He yeah, he's not light. Doesn't look like... You know, he's 6'8", Joe. He's got to be 330, doesn't he? Oh, my word. He's huge. I still love he's the that. biggest man I've ever seen in baseball. Brian Windhorst needs nourishment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Brian was the... Uh, he's on the set. when the Wasn't that the LeBron yeah. saga? Yeah, and he yeah. was losing weight. It didn't look good. 90, I got a, 90 degrees and thunderstorms Likely, oh, in uh, St. Louis. I, I got a Justin, a Dustin Johnson tirade. Oh man, it's a brief one. It's a okay. brief one. He's a great player. Oh god, he's but he's got no fun. He's no, no fun. God, his he's just no fun. His post game interview was the worst. Wasn't oh my it? god! Just at least bring Paulina over with you, Fred. Right. Well, so we, we did get watch. a glimpse of Paulina. We got Paulina is doing well. 
Yeah, she's the fine. The babies have not. No, she's I, fine. I, I got a hunch she's. Uh, she, right back she, to I got a hunch when she had the baby. She got the nanny to do all the work, and she started working on uh, getting getting that weight off, getting in shape again, because mm-hmm. she did fine. But but uh, he, he's no fun. Oh he God, just he doesn't stupid. make mistakes. Yeah, he's dumb. But yeah. he's imaginative as hell on the golf course. Yep. How about one of the? Okay, it's a it's a podcast. One of the ballsiest we go. putts <laughs> I have ever seen was that par putt on thirty. Mm-hmm. That's eight feet past if he doesn't make it. Yep, that and he thing, had to make it. That, yeah, he was. He was going to be one ahead. Right. He was. Right. He was. And you. He, all of a sudden, he said, "I got to take the break out of this thing, else I can't make it." And he had a rocket and yep. went boing, and I said, "Wow, he." Uh, Those he were the par putts Tiger used to make. Yeah. He, I'm uh, showing Rookie the still shot of Paulina congratulating Dustin on mm-hmm. the golf course yesterday. I would win every time. Is that every week if I was him? Is that I'd win every week. She was wearing a white garment, yes, right? Uh, yeah, yes, she well, was, Pat. Yeah, yeah, she's an attractive girl. There's no doubt about it. And uh, you know what? I bet it's fun to be married to him. Because he's not going to argue with you because he's no. got nothing to uh, say. She's running the show. Oh, God. <laughs> she's oh, God. She's yeah, got nothing to say. Yeah, whatever, uh, whatever. You know, he, he brings home a check for $15 million So and, you're saying. Uh, and uh, he doesn't care what you do with so it. So you're saying the game of flaws at the Johnson Gretzky household is very short. It's a very yeah, short game. Yeah, there's no flaws. Right. She's married to the best golfer in the world. And he never gives her any lip. <laughs> is the U.S. Open this weekend? No, two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Wingfoot. He's never played Wingfoot. He's going. Did you hear him say that? He's going yeah. there for a practice round on Wednesday or something. Yeah. Man, yeah. his hand. He's he's hitting his wedges. So he doesn't have to hit them very far, obviously. But and he had. He's got some imagination. And having his brother reading putts with him has really helped him too, man. Mm-hmm. Fifteen mil. That's Get to keep seven. Fifteen Get to mil. keep seven and a half. And the guy could wow. barely break eighty at TPC twenty. TPC really threw him, yeah, didn't he it? Oh. Seventy eight. Brought him to his seventy eight. I got a bad back. I can't handle this beast anymore. And uh lo and behold, since then, I think he's what been in the sixties for all but Two rounds or something. Mm-hmm. How much money has he won since since the TPC Twin Cities? First, second, first, right? First, second, first, first. I don't know how many. He's, he's, he was second at the P, he was second at the PGA, right? Uh, yep. I think so. And he, he won. what major has he won? A PGA? He's the only one won, yeah, right? I think uh, it's a PGA. Yeah. He's. Uh, I got news for Brooks Koepka though. He might. Uh, he might uh, have three majors, and and uh, Johnson might have one. But they're not on the same planet as players. He's. Uh, he's just unbelievable. Right. Think now. who didn't make that top thirty? Spieth didn't make it. No. Brooks Koepka didn't make it. Gary Woodland didn't make it. Tiger Woods uh, didn't. Tiger make Woods it. didn't make it. And where are the uh, where are the furners like Martin Kamer and uh, yeah. Sergio? Uh, and, that uh, that Hov- Hovland made it. And yeah. uh, you know who's just a good player now though, Rory. Yeah. Rory shoots. I mean, he can't. You got to make putts. He doesn't. Yeah. He there's like one round a tournament. He makes putts and shoots sixty five, and the rest of the time he shoots seventy. You know. It's, well, the excuse they were giving him this weekend is he just had a kid. Oh, okay. Apparently, he left at home, Did wherever they, uh, home is. I don't know if he lives in Ireland or Florida. 
I think he what, lived uh, in Florida. Here's the two kids' names. Tatum Gretzky Johnson and River Jones Johnson. Foghorn at Rook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. River. River. Uh, yeah. I don't well, know. He, you know what he said? You got a boy or are they both girls? What do we got? I think, I think it's two boys. Tatum and River? That's what I saw in the article. Oh, two sons. Yeah, two sons. How can you be Wayne Gretzky's daughter and not name one of your kids Wayne? That's right. Because you know what? Because Paulina didn't want it that way. (laughs) Well, Paulina. And Dustin didn't argue. He said, yes, "Yes, I do too. How old is he now? 35? Well, I don't think he's that old. 36. He just turned 36. God, really? Man, he's... uh, You think Palm Beach Gardens, Florida is a good place to live? Yes. Uh, here's what I found as far as earnings. Dustin Johnson's last four starts, PGA Championship tied for second, Northern Trust, eleventh, uh, BMW Championship no. two, and Tour Championship FedEx Cup one. Combined earnings was eighteen point seven million. Now he won the Northern Trust. You said eleventh. Oh, I'm sorry. By eleven, yes, yeah, he, he won by eleven. Won yeah. by eleven. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. There is a difference between finishing eleventh. He was thirty <laughs> under. He was thirty under. He was thirty under. And the next week he was four under, and he said he played just as well. Mm-hmm. This is a long stretch of uh, wonderful play, though, for a guy. But what if Paulina, they decide to have another one, and she says, I want to have a gender reveal party. <laughs> yeah. Yes, dear, what kind of Roman yeah. candle would you like me to <laughs> yes, grab? Yes. And keep Grandma away. I wouldn't trust him to do it. Right. <laughs> no, no. No, it is amazing. I don't think he's being dull on purpose, right? No, I don't either. I think he's just dull. Oh, he's just dull. And how about the fact that uh, the guy says, I talked to Wayne Gretzky, and Wayne said to me, "This is now he says this like on the sixth, 15th hole or something, the guy who does the interviews, mm-hmm. said, I talked to Wayne, and Wayne said, this is the first time he's ever told me I have to win this week. Mm-hmm. Right? I heard that. I heard he that. He said yeah. that. So now the guy's interview is, your father-in-law, Wayne, said, for the first time, you told him, I have to win this week. Oh, I heard this, yeah. And he said, well, I didn't really say that. I I said, I'd like to win. (laughs) I'd like to win. I said, I'd like to win. And the guy said, yeah, you pretty much say I like to win every week. The point is, you felt the pressure to win for the first. He never asked him that because he. Right. But the 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 guy's whole whole big scoop question goes boop because this guy, <laughs> you know, he's uh, yeah, it's amazing. I Pat. mean, as my friend Lennox said about uh, Ernie with the uncluttered mind. Mm-hmm. Ernie had Albert Einstein stuff going around in there compared to Dustin. Right. <laughs> he was he was a magical mathematician by comparison. The Vikings open at home Sunday yes, against they Green do. Bay. Against the Green Bay, it doesn't feel like it, doesn't it? No, but the headline is how much money the Vikes are giving to social justice issues. Okay. Well, they gave mm-hmm. five a while back. Did they give another five? They're doing some more. It's all good stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. man, they are—they're really involved in the politics of it all. It's all worthy causes. Yeah. Well, they're way behind mac- the poll ads. The poll, poll ads, ads twenty-five poll ads tossed in twenty-five early on. You mean yeah. the cheap poll ads? The cheap yeah. poll ads tossed yes. in twenty-five early yeah. on. So, yeah. yeah uh, as far as the uh, doesn't feel like Packer Week, does it? No, it doesn't. You're not going to have, uh, you know. Poor Murray's Friday yeah. night, Packer week, Saturday night, oh. Packer week, jam packed. 
eating big expensive oh, steaks. Oh, butter knife. Having a, every steakhouse <laughs> downtown. Yeah, ain't going to work, man. Ain't I wonder how work. Murray's hanging in there. I don't know. He's I got dr- no outdoor dining. No, I drive by it once in a while, and I stopped, I've stopped for takeout a couple of times. Yeah, I saw so that, yeah. Most of the downtown bars and restaurants are hanging on life Lions Pub, I see some people there once in a while. Are you? Yeah, but, uh, boy, they're, uh, the butcher and the boar, that surprised they're me. They're done. That, that yep. place yeah, was... That place was well, the place for five mm-hmm. when it first yep. opened, man. Yep. And uh, what they? Uh, how about Surly? Yeah. Yep. They said yep. their beer hall eighty-two percent down. Their revenue mm-hmm. was down yeah. 80, eighty-two wow. percent. You just have to sell those thirteen-dollar beers someplace else. I, well, <laughs> and I, I think a big part of it too was that it, some have speculated that their what was it, Joe? Their part-time employees were going to organize a union, but that, yeah. that this was coming way before that decision was ever. I got made. Uh, this. Doesn't seem to be a good time to be union organizing if you're in the restaurant no. business. No, no. happy to be employed. Not in that business, but uh, no. anyhow, yeah, it's uh, now. Where did I read that? Is it the Surly Master Chef who was really good, or the Butcher and the Boar guys at the Lex now? Yeah, he went. Jack, the guy uh, who did all the uh, innovative stuff at Berger, yeah. uh, Butcher and the Boar is at the Lex. Have you been to the Lex lately? Not lately. I wonder how they're hanging up. So, Rook, would, do you think that that would change the mayor's decision on the menu when he goes to the Lex, or is it just kind of goes to his go-tos? I think he just, uh, I think that when the, the light goes on, the monkey hits the same button every time. The same button every nah, time. The problem with the Lex is the owners about 10 years ago, the new owners from Rick Webb, they just fixed everything that wasn't broken. Right. Right. Everything that wasn't broken, they fixed. They ruined, they didn't, it didn't work out. Yeah, now we got different owners now. Though, right? They're local mm-hmm. guys. And yeah. uh, when the guy called his mom and told him that, uh, told her that he bought the Lex, she cried. She's an old schooler. Mm-hmm. So uh, he, he. How the short ribs? That's all I really care just about. Just don't change those. Just, don't change the salad. You got to have the short ribs, man. I would go back and, well, not now. Jack's a pretty good chef, but I would have gone back and got on my hands and knees for that chef they got rid of. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I haven't been in there for a long time. They got a rooftop now, right? Yeah, rooftop bar. Yep. Mm-hmm. I haven't been. Uh, uh, I've been there, but I haven't been out while it's been open. Now check these dates out. On Feb 14, we had a wedding at the Lex because the upstairs now is a beautiful hall where you can okay. have a wedding. No one got sick. It was Feb 14. Now, you would think that the COVID had already been among us by Feb 14. Mm-hmm. I would have thought one of you souchres would have been overserved and got Nothing. sick. No, not <laughs> at all. Well, according to uh, Freddie Roofs, the uh, but this is back to town ball. I hate to do it, but according to he's the president of the Minnesota Baseball Association. They had 66 games. They took temperatures of all players, all stadium workers. Uh, they did not all fans, but they took of everyone coming in and never had a, uh, they, they put the thing on your head and, uh, they didn't have a positive. Great. So, and, uh, I asked, uh, I forget, I, I won't name the person that I asked this question to, but I looked at one of the crowds. I attended a f- yeah. few, a few games over the weekend and uh, I looked, I said, boy, what do we got? He looked at me and said, 249 people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they cheated by much, though. They might yeah. have. I, I don't know. They, uh, they, uh, yeah. They were supposedly they gave each team 125. Well, we and both those, all of those parks had nothing but space around it. Yes. I mean, you could really socially distance at those mm-hmm. ball games. How about uh, Dolkovic? Where do you stand on that one? I'm just uh, looking up that right now. Goodbye. You can't. Uh, that's. Uh, but I that's, think it. I don't think he was aiming. Oh it, God, right? he wasn't. But 
You still, if you, oh, I know, I if know. you injure somebody in a fit of rage or in a tennis, we're talking U.S. Open tennis, here. Uh, you know, that's you know, tough bananas. See you she later, caught buddy. it right in the Adams. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's that's bad luck, but uh, uh, it, it'll probably be a good lesson for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's uh, it's unfortunate. Do we know we have a winner yet, or we were getting down there, right? Well, that thing takes a month, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. Pablo. Carino Busta was his opponent. How do you think? How well do you think he'll do? What if he goes on to win the Pablo, entire thing? Uh, Pablo would be. Thank you. How many uh, U.S. Open tennises did you cover, sir? Never covered. Oh, oh, you one, did two. One, you covered one. One. Yeah. one when it was still in Queens. I covered at Forest Hills. Holy cow! You yeah. lucky devil! I yeah. I covered one out at the Arthur Ashe Stadium, up the the big one. So, yeah. but uh, I I covered the year that. Uh, Monica was uh, coming back after being stabbed and oh. played Steffi in the finals. But did you feel, as a kind of inexperienced tennis writers, that uh, covering tennis that this is the most snobby collection of sports writers in the history? Boy, I never had a group look down their nose at me more than the tennis writers. Right? What are you doing here? Tennis writer. I, I, felt, I felt out of place. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, they want you to feel out of place. Yeah. The only guys worse were the Olympic track guys yeah. the Olymp- that, that had their own stopwatches and had oh, the yeah. hats and stuff. <laughs> and you were sitting there as just some sports writer from Minneapolis or St. Paul and wanting to know. You know, you know, don't don't even ask me any track questions because I remember, you know, uh, Prefontaine's racing Eugene. Well, know. how about the figure skating writers? They got to be tops for that, don't they? You know, I never I hung know, around with figure skating. I knew writers. some of those guys though; they were pretty good. But they were wait nice a minute, guys. Wait a minute! You've always talked about how was it the World Cup you covered, and you were, or were you purposely <laughs> trying to agitate those? No, were, no, no. Those were, but those were Europeans. Those okay. were not. Oh, those okay. Were, those okay. Were, that doesn't count. Those were the European was the guy screaming at a six Yankee <laughs> sports columnist who didn't know what the penalty or what that rectangle What's was. That and, box, What's that box? What's that box? All six of us saying, "What is? What is? What is?" All that thing there, and this <laughs> Italian guy behind us, who's we got better seats than him, you know. And his whole life is soccer, and he just started screaming at us in broken English. You don't even know what you're watching. You Why are you watch? here? You know nothing about soccer. <laughs> I'm giving him the shrug, like, yeah, yeah I that's, that's, that's pretty great. much. That's I do pretty, know that you call it football. Different. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got and you I there. said, so you know what the name of that thing is? How do you spell it? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to look it up. Oh, that's yeah. right. Well, I wonder I, what the Formula One writers are like. I bet that's a pretty oh, slick I bet crowd. They're pretty. Uh, pompous too. Yeah, yeah. that's. Uh, are we racing or not? Are they? Are we're having so. Formula Ones, right? I think so. I don't think Red's having his in Texas this year, though. I no. think they pulled the plug on that one. Red's ninety two. I wonder how Red's doing. Give him a call. I had him on the radio. What Reavers five six years ago? We had him on. Yes. Yeah, it was great. Well, because yeah. uh, we had recorded him because he also we got him to wish you a happy birthday. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Not not uh, not the most recent one, however. No, no. So uh, we uh, we we will have a memorial service for uh, Michael Ricey on uh, Friday, mm-hmm. and uh, I ran into some of his pals at that baseball game on Saturday, and. Uh, 
And uh, because the, the the memorial service is limited, I believe there's going to probably have to be a gathering at a local saloon one of these next uh, weeks for these stories to be told. And these were younger guys who who knew him from uptown, and they said they started talking about him, and two hours later they all went home overserved because they were telling <laughs> telling various stories. So uh, anyway, what time is the service? Uh, it's uh, I think ten to twelve. It's going to be a military. Uh, it's going to be a military. There's going to be an honor guard there. Nice. Of course, he's a vet, and I can say that in his tenure in San Antonio, there was a never a communist infiltrator Good. in the bowling alley that he ran down there. <laughs> <laughs> he kept he kept all the commie threat yep. out of the bowling yeah, alley. He's got to start somewhere. I think he uh, I think that was his main task running the bowling alley down there to uh, to uh, and it was good. Just keep an eye open, okay? Yeah, right. Keep your eyes open. I I'm not sure what field he really uh, he he was. He was a, uh, the old man uh, forced his volunteering when he, I think when he repeated, flunk, he first he flunked out of St. Thomas and he flunked out of the U, I think, and then they said, ah, uh, but unfortunately, gin rummy and other activities were not on the curriculum at those places. So. What are they limiting the service to? How many people? I think just 50 or something, so. You're not invited, God, but oh, thanks uh, for your concern. You're guilt-free. Guilt-free. Thanks free. for your concern. I just wanted to be guilt-free. Yes, that's true. You're guilt-free. you, <laughs> you got to pass on it. You thanks for not inviting me to your wedding. <laughs> dispensation. Yes, dispensation you from you Father Patrick. I think we're just going to have the priest. Uh, the, they're just going to have the priest come over and say a couple of words. So not yeah. not the uh, not the funeral mass. So That's I, the greatest gift you can get from somebody is not getting invited to their wedding. <laughs> <laughs> that's the greatest. Yes. Yes, and uh, being able to pass on the funeral isn't a bad one either. So no, but these to me almost as troubling as the gender reveal are these save the date uh, oh, things. Yeah. What the hell do you want me to do? We Block got- off June 11th in the year 2022? I'm not going to yeah, do it. What are you doing? We uh, you don't we, even know you're we doing got yet. one the other day, and it's a magnet that you can put on your fridge with the oh, happy you don't want couple. To see it all the time. Wow. Reminded of it every day. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we have gotten to the point that all the uh, nieces and nephews have gotten married, and our you know our close friends' kids have gotten married. We I don't I think we haven't had one for about two years. You're empty nesters. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yes. So, are you going to the Vikings game Sunday? No, hell, you don't have to, do you? I a a I not going to the game. I don't go when you can actually talk to people. But B, I haven't figured out this Zoom thing yet, Joe. Yeah, all the interviews are Zoom, and uh, I can listen in to Zoom, but I I haven't figured out how to ask questions. But then again, I don't want to ask questions because there's 50 people on there getting the answers. So let's wrap it up here. So uh, it's, it just doesn't work for me. No, I don't like it either. So I've been I, the subject of two Zoom situations, but I don't know how in the hell it even happened. In fact, <laughs> I have the audio of Pat on that Zoom call. Yeah. Is it the number of amateur ophthalmologists? That was I think I could spell it, but I couldn't say it. What uh, I might not be able to spell it either. I did send out Jim. I don't know if you saw this on Twitter. Jim sent a picture of that Twins plaque. Yep. From when I was the 
chairman of the baseball writers in 75 you must have been the next year probably yeah i think i was and uh what well, you have the long hair for that one right i think i did yeah you looked like you well, just stepped well, out i had the most somebody sent out a picture of uh, dan hayes from the athletic compared it to john candy photo <laughs> from, from uncle buck but but uh uncle jim buck. who sent me the thing considers del griffith to be the greatest character in the history of movie dumb, you know, planes, trains, and automobiles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The John Candy John, character in there. Didn't he sell shower rings? Is yeah, that yeah, he, was, yes. he was a shower ring salesman. <laughs> <laughs> that was. It was, uh, oh, was, it was so pretty funny. good. Those are not pillows. <laughs> Between two pillows? Those aren't pillows. <laughs> C. Martin was great in that. Too. Just, and didn't he claim to be the, the number three? Shower ring salesman in his region. Isn't that his claim to fame? They worked hard for corny humor back oh, then, man. Oh, oh, he was, was so funny. Yeah. God, he didn't make 30, did he? Joe, what was your favorite scene in uh, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? <laughs> I did. I did watch that. Movie. Okay, I don't remember. Which is the one that scene. rookies are forbidden from bringing up? Which Uncle, junkie? Uncle and Buck or space trading ball. places? Space yeah, ball you know, trading places. Oh, yeah. I got a Twitter response from Lindsey Whalen saying that that convert this Twitter exchange caused her to watch planes, trains, and automobiles <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> last night. So that generation thinks that movie is the greatest <laughs> right. ever. There are better. There's some that are That's better. That's the yeah. blazing saddles of uh, your right. generation. <laughs> right. so. Oh, it's way short of blazing saddles. Oh, yes, so. it is. Yeah. Blazing saddles. We now, get blazing, we get, now get a warning with blazing yes. saddles. Oh, yeah. That yeah. There might be something right. in here is socially unacceptable. No. There might be everything right. in here that is socially start to finish. Yeah, uh, yeah. socially it did not practice racial equality, <laughs> and uh, but it did carry a message that uh, you know old people in the West could be a little you know with the old lady. What was the old lady with the pie? I uh, that's still maybe my favorite scene. <laughs> All righty, oh, what the heck? Uh, all right. You know, it's a holiday week. Let's, it's Labor Day. Well, you don't yeah. have to labor that hard at this no, point. No, no, <laughs> Yeah, don't burn anything down if you're going to tell your friends uh, what the name of the, uh, if the baby's going to be a boy or a girl. It's a girl. Yeah. 7,000 acres. Now, <laughs> now listen, 7,000 acres in the, in the state the size of California, that's not even Gull Lake. So that, okay. put that into context. That's not the point. Yeah. The point is they still destroyed 7,000 acres. <laughs> yes, right. they did. And, uh, you know, that once again, more people evacuating. We had to evacuate right. a number of people. That, you know, here comes another evacuation because yeah. of gender, gender reveal. reveal. Yes, oh the, uh, the, third, the third highest cause of wildfires in the West gender reveal yep. parties now who would have thunk it yeah, imagine right. being the guy that has to call into work saying you can't, or telling your boss you can't make it because i broke my ankle trying to kick a football <laughs> right. yeah. i broke my ankle all right i gotta go all right we're gonna talk to you we're talking what do you got over there patrick i got josh arnold mr money talk one of the great living americans if you have questions about your retirement savings and don't we all you want to work with a person that knows what the heck he's doing and do what I did and work with a person that I know you can trust. This is Ricey. You need to see my guy, Josh Arnold, Mr. Money Talk. You don't get the nickname Mr. Money Talk for free. You got to earn it, especially 
listen, what's going on with the markets today? You need Josh's straight talk. You don't need sugar-coated advice. Sit down with Josh for a no-cost, no-obligation, 48-minute consultation to review your investments, including your IRA and 401k. You can learn how you can benefit from Josh's focused approach. Call Josh now at 952-925-5608. Mr. Money Talk, 952-925-5608. That's a wrap. Woo!